This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. be done. Healings in the name of Jesus. Let no one leave the same way that they came. Liftings in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit tormenting families, marriages, businesses. God has highly exalted his son and giving him a name above all names that at the mention of that name every knee bows every tongue rising up in judgment against the people of God we condemn this morning let there be liberty let there be rejoicing let there be praise let there be thanksgiving let there be dancing let there be shouting in the mighty name of Jesus oh can somebody rejoice this morning, bless the name of the Lord. Give him glory like there's no tomorrow to do it. If you're glad to be in church this morning, give the Lord a praise. I don't know where you were yesterday morning, but something happened here. Hey, mercy encounters. The Lord was mighty in this place. Ah, God bless Pastor Shola. God bless Pastor Abi. I am blessed to have them as my pastors. Hallelujah. The meeting was mighty. I want to tell you this if you were not here yesterday morning. Go online and watch it. The cloud that was over here yesterday morning is still over this place. And on some of those cumulonimbus entities, your name is written there. There's a blessing for you. Your rain is waiting to fall. And the moment you put out your bucket, your bucket will break. Because the Bible says when the Lord said launch into the deep and they caught fish, the nets were threatening to break. He says, see if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you. You will not have room to contain it. That's something that says, when I look at my right, it will happen to you this year. 
Because before you see one blessing, another blessing has come. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma, for such a privilege to share God's word with his people. Let's appreciate our pastors, our senior pastor and pastor Abbey, our head of ministry. It's an awesome privilege. Hallelujah. Well, last week when pastor was ministering, pastor said something and all that. I told someone, you know, I think one of our directors, I said, if I was down here, I would have run. I would start running up and down. Because the pastor was talking about the anointing moving somebody from, from place to place, down to Bathsheba and all of that. When the power of God, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah was wearing Agbada. He wrapped it around himself and he dusted the chariots of Ahab. When I heard that word, sometimes there's a physical manifestation of what God is doing in your life. Praise God. We won't run now. We have, we have, we have, we have something to, we have something to learn this morning. Praise the Lord. God bless you so much. You may have your seats in His presence. All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's appreciate the river of life. Thank you so much. God bless you. How many of you are regular? You you exercise regularly. Regular exercise is at least. 30 minutes of um, activity that makes you sweat at least three times a week regularly you exercise wow all right because we're supposed to stand for the reading of the word that's where i was going and i told you to sit down i'm very sorry so i thought that you don't exercise i wanted to exercise you but i'm sorry i'm still going to exercise you please let's stand <laughs> i apologize all right 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. 14, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. I'll be glad if you can be projected because we're going to read together. We're going to read to verse 17. Please read out loud and pay attention. Let's go. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The love of Christ constrains us because we judge that if one died, then what happened? All died. And they which live should no longer live for themselves, but live for he who died and gave himself for them. This is the basis upon which we can say, we know no man after the flesh, for if any man is in Christ, is a new creature. Please don't forget that. Second reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Philippians 3, 8. We're going to read uh, some of those verses. Philippians 3, 8. Very quickly, very quickly. All right. Let's read. Let's go. It says, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Let's go on, let's go on please. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Verse 12. 
not as though I have already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I'm I want us to stop here. He's saying, I count all things but loss, that I may gain Christ, that I may know him, that I may become conformable unto his death. This is, this is the understanding by which Paul writes to the Corinthians and says, we just judge. If one died, then we're all dead. He says that if I can attain to the, to the to, I can be conformable unto his death, I, I will attain unto the resurrection of the dead. I will be found in him, not having my own righteousness, but the righteousness which is of God by faith. He says, this is what I press after. Verse 13. Verse 13. Let's read it. Let's see it together. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things which are before. Verse 14. I press. Someone shout, I press. I press. Towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we following so far? Last reading is from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians 2, 20. I wish we had time. This, this is like a Bible study. I wish we had time. We would have read where Paul says, where Paul said in Galatians, I think chapter 1, he says that God forbid that I will boast in anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom I'm crucified to the world, and the world is crucified unto me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. But let's read Galatians 2, 20. Let's read it together. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Now, like I said, I want you to listen attentively and pay rapt attention. Because this is like a Bible study, and I have limited time. But if you can listen to the words that I speak to you this morning... As I talk to you out of my notes, you will be blessed. The power of God will rest mightily on you. And your life will never be the same again. If we were to title this message, I would have called it, you know, the message of the cross. But there's something that pastor said, I believe last week. He said, Christ is a person, a name, and a place. Can you remember? You can call this Christ the place. This is how to uh, I'll receive the anointing of the anointed one and his anointing. This is how to let the power of Jesus, the Son of God, rest on your whole life. This is how to walk in the Spirit and do away with the works of the flesh. Are we together? Now, the most important question you can ask an unbeliever is, have you received the life of Jesus? That's the most important question. If you ask him or her, have you given your life to Jesus, they might not understand what you are saying. So you ask them, have you given your life to Jesus? Because only a person who has received the life of Jesus understands the utmost necessity of giving his life to Jesus. Only a person who has received the life of Jesus can say what Paul said. I count all things but loss that I may gain Christ. So the most important question you can ask the unbeliever is, have you received the life of Jesus, but not a Christian? The most important question you can ask a Christian is, have you given your life to Jesus? You might be here today and you have heard some people preach that you don't ask people to give your life to, to Jesus. It is a lie. Far, 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 far. Hallelujah. You say to the unbeliever, Jesus died for you. Hallelujah. But you say to the believer, Jesus lives for you. 
you will soon understand it. All right? However, included in what you say to the believer is what you say to the unbeliever. Included in the life of Christ is the death of Christ. Jesus died for us so that he may live for us. He did not die so that we will continue living the lives we had. He died to give us his own life. Are you following? Okay. You see, no matter what I do, my life can never please God. It is useless through and through. The Bible says in Romans 3, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Please follow me. On the other hand, the life of Jesus is fully pleasing to God in every way. Are we together? Now, only Jesus has that kind of life. No one else does. Not Abraham, not Moses, nobody else, only Jesus. So he laid down his life in order to put an end to my life. Audrey, I'm sorry. I'm used to holding the microphone. I'm learning to use the pin mic. This is why Jesus Christ died. He died and I was made to die with him so that when he will be raised again from the dead, I am raised with, I can walk in the newness of his own life, not my life. This is very important. <laughs> now, because his life can only be life to me if his death is death to me. His life can only become my life if his death has become my death. Are we together? His resurrection can only enter into my experience if his death has touched my old life. This means that if I do not partake of the death of Christ, I cannot partake of his life. His life is resurrection life. Resurrection life is life that has passed through death and come out on the other side. This is why when Jesus was raised from the dead, the marks of death was on his new body. He said, Thomas, because you were not there, you were doubting. Shay, right. Put your hands and touch. This is his new body that could pass through walls. But the marks of the nails were still there because that is resurrection life. Jesus has always been the life. For our sakes, he became the resurrection. He lives because he's the life. Believers, Christians, we live because Jesus is the resurrection. He has always been the life. There's a difference between life and resurrection. To us, Christ is our life because he's our resurrection. He is the resurrection and the life. This is what Jesus said to Martha. He could have just said to Martha when he went to raise Lazarus, you know, Pastor B was talking about this. She mentioned it yesterday during mercy encounters. My spirit began to jump. He said, your brother will live again. Jesus, Martha said to Jesus, I know he will live again at the resurrection in the last day. The resurrection is not the last day. Christ is a place. Christ is a person. Jesus said the resurrection is not a time. It's not a date. Hallelujah. The day you understand this thing, you will discover that the day you gave your life to Christ was the day you entered into an era that has always been there because he's the same yesterday today and forever Hiya. 
So when a person comes to Christ, he receives what the life of Christ is bringing. But it is nothing to him, it is nothing to you if you don't surrender what the death of Christ has taken. It's not enough to know what Christ has given. You must receive it. And it's not enough to know what Christ has taken. You must surrender it. It's not enough for you to know that your old man was crucified with Christ. You have to put him off. It's not enough to know that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. You have to put him on. Bible says put on the new man. It says put off the old man. How do you do this? To, to do this, you need to understand the cross is not just about your past. The cross is about your old life. Your whole old life. That life that cannot please God in any way. That's what Jesus Christ came to take away from you. As we will soon see by, by what Paul wrote. He said all the things. We didn't read that part. He, he began to mention those things. I'm a Jew. I was circumcised on, on the eighth day and so on and so forth. All the things that are in that old life are old things. The past of your old life is an old thing. The future of your old life is an old thing. Are we together? The past of the, of the Christ life is a new thing. The death of Christ is a new thing. You hear some, some preachers, they will say that, you know, don't sing a, a, a hymn like, you know, uh, um, draw, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast... Hey, Jesus died, but he's no longer on the cross. That is not correct, though. The death of Christ is an eternal fact. It is, the, it, is the, it is the place where everything that is not of God was removed from your life. Hallelujah. That's why when the, in Revelation, when John saw the vision, he said, I beheld on the throne a lamb as if it had been slain. And it was not slain then. You will see really there that the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world is an eternal fact. Just like when you enter into a room and it's dark, you don't go to the bulb and start trying to put it on. You go to the switch. When you enter into the Holy Ghost, the first thing the Holy Ghost does is it connects you to the cross. <laughs> this means that your old life with your past, your future, your mistakes, your prospects, they were taken away by none of those things matter to God. God looked at the entire generation of Adam and said, unprofitable, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He said, my son, you need to go down there and give them another kind of life. There was a young man that was struggling with this because he knew, I've read it, two people that happened to, one of them is a, you know, a guy called Watchmani and all that. When they were going to get saved, their problem was not sins. They knew that, you know, that Jesus said, but they, their problem was that they knew that they had to give up their old life. And maybe that's because they, they don't know Jeremiah 29. People, people, Pastor says people, people suspect God a lot. You think that when you, you surrender to God, God will now tell you, go to, go to Mooleru, go and, you know, go and spend the rest of your life in one village. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. You cannot be smarter than God. The guy is the manufacturer. He made you. Hallelujah. Your manual is the Bible. That's why Christians that don't read the Bible, you, you know, that is the manual of your life, your new life. See, when you read the Bible, it's like, so this is how I walk. Glory, hallelujah. You're feeling some symptoms in your body. You read it in, in your manual, by his stripes I was. You say, wow, that's an update. It's called cross, cross 53.4 updates. 
Hallelujah. It's like the doctor does not have this app. Hey! Glory to God. You start praying in tongues. What's that? You switched on your Wi-Fi. It begins to update you according to the manufacturer's specifications. What is it that you have now that you don't want to give up for this, for that? Nothing. That life, it says, for eyes have not seen. Yes, I've not heard. This is what makes people to give their life to Christ. Their father, their father is a billionaire. They walk away from it. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things are passed away. The old things is their, is their father's 54 estates. I'm born again. Another lot of talking about the sins and, and, and bad habits. Their whole old life is useless. I need no other arguments. This is the meaning of that hymn that you sing and you'll be crying. In Christ alone. What's the next slide? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Someone say thank you, Jesus. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, Pastor Joshua was teaching us about metamorphosis. I don't know if you can remember. He did a chart for us and he showed us the, you know, the egg, the larva, the, the pupa, you know, that's the caterpillar and the imago. People have got to imago, imago day on, on all kinds of imago. Imago means the, the full form, the adult. They don't know what they are saying, honestly speaking. They're just speaking. You know, they are speaking, you know, you know, cheap, cheap, talk is cheap. Do you know what it means to be the, the image of God? Christ, the Bible calls him the, the brightness of his glory. Christ is the imago. For those whom he did foreknow, he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. When the Bible says in Genesis, Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image. We're talking about Christ. Christ is the image. He looked at Christ. Ebele, mm, mm, the nose. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I know it's like a revelation, but it is the truth. I'm just telling you what the truth is. Your name was written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. I hope you know that. Before your grandfather met your grandmother. I hope you know that. Yeah, God knew you. And God had predestinated for those whom he foreknew. Ah, Lord Jesus. 12, 12 minutes. We're just like one third of the way. Please, I want you to write it down. Galatians 2 20, 2 Corinthians 5 14 to 17, and uh, Philippians 3 from verse 7, you know, to verse 17. Please go back and, and, and meditate on, 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 on those things. Your name was written in God's book. God had planned out your life before Adam fell. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Adam came and Eve came, you know, and they were excited, you know, ah, say, one of my buffalo, my first, that kind of thing, ah, let's roll, you know. Then serpents came, joined the party, and everything Casala busted. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the Bible is very interesting, though. I, honestly, I don't know why believers don't read it. It is powerful. The Word of God created the universe. But I, maybe, it, it takes faith to understand that. Because the Bible says, by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Many, many things you can learn from scriptures. I, was, I, was, I wrote recently, I think this week, you know, on Facebook, I actually saw a post. The guy was saying that I greet my wife. I digress, because I can't finish this today. I, I know, so I was, I'm, stop, I'm, I'm beginning to close. I greet my wife, you know, I, I, I call my wife, you know, twice a day, but on the day I don't call her. Uh, she's not happy with me. I just saw it on someone's post. Immediately, the word of God dropped in my heart. I said, good. So I 
put up a drama scenario. Someone called his friend and said, I call my wife every day, even up to three times, but if I am, I'm very busy and I, and I don't call her for one day, she will be very angry with me. So I was the one in the drama that was talking, they were talking to me. I said, all right. I said, okay, some of you have read it and you're smiling. You know, I said, okay, right. I said that if you take your bath three times a day, on the day you don't take your bath, will your body be smiling with you? Will your body remember that because you took a bath three times yesterday, I will not smell today? Your people say, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. No. One wise man said that they say motiv motivational talk speaking doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. You must motivate yourself daily. Now, why did that drop into my heart? Because the Bible says, husbands, love your wives as your own body. So if the fact that you bathed three times yesterday does not change the fact that when you wake up, you take your bath. The fact that you call your wife seven times a day does not matter. Today, you must tell her, I love you. You call her, call her. He said, it's there like that. Ephesians chapter 5. So ought a man to love his wife as his own body. He now tells us how. He says that this is how Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify her, you know, holy and all of that, by the washing of the water by the word. His words, he will say, I love you, I love you. Call her, you tell her, you know, you are the only cockroach in my cupboard. That's how to wash, he will wash her, she will, she will be happy with you all the time. People were hailing him and say, yes, yes. It's scripture, it's the word of God. Another example, they'll say, you know, you know that, uh, you know, I don't know, I want to propose to a lady, I don't know how to, I don't know how to propose to a lady, you know, I don't know how to say shoot, they call it shooting, you know, shoot your shot, and all those kind of things, uh, you know, I don't know, should I, blah, blah, blah. The Bible says husband loved the wife as Christ loved the How did Christ love it? How did Christ propose to the church? John 1, 43. Jesus Christ was walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he saw, he said, follow me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Don't try it at home. Oh. <laughs> that is a joke. Oh. If you are listening online, don't <laughs> yeah. slap will follow you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Metamorphosis. A dog has a life cycle. It yelps as a puppy. It barks as a dog. A lion does not bark. It roars. It is part of the lion life. Hallelujah. It must fulfill the history of lions. So also Adam has a, a history. From birth to death, he's alienated from God. No matter how good he is, Cornelius was a good man. God said, send men to Joppa and go and call Peter. So he can come into Christ. And collect the Christ life after yielding his own. Salvation is, the, the history of Christ is that Christ died, rose again, and is seated at the right hand of, of the Father. <laughs> the history of Adam is Adam was made in the garden and he fell. Look at it. The history of Adam. Adam was made in the garden and he fell. Are we together? The history of Christ. He came from glory. He died and is now seated. That's why things depreciate in life. Hallelujah. But the part of the just is like the shining light. Because God has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And his kingdom of his, of his dear son, there is no better yesterday. It is a revelation. Are, are, are we together? Do you understand this? So if your marriage is, is dying, it's only Adam that falls and does not rise again. Jesus died and on the third day. 
Christ is your life. In your marriage, he will become your resurrection. Resurrection is not that I had kata and I was healed. I had my heart. My, I died and I rose again. So if your marriage is dead, that's his specialty. As long as you are in Christ, the hope of glory. Bible says Christ in you is the hope of glory. There's hope of glory for your business. There's hope of glory in your body. There's hope of, hope of glory in your mind. What is glory? Glory is the exact picture that God saw when he spoke you into existence. It's a picture of success. It's a picture of victory. It's a picture of winning. It's a picture of strength. It's a picture of power. There's no depression there. Salvation is God taking the taking is God taking away your natural history and replacing it with the history of Christ. It means you are no longer Solomon Grundy, born on Monday, christened on Tuesday, married on Wednesday, ill on Thursday, was on Friday, died on Saturday, buried on Sunday. That was the end of Solomon Grundy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's why Paul said in Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. Jesus wants to live for you. He wants to live for you. This is not theory. This is not some scriptural quotations. This is practical, the practical Christian life. This is why a lot of believers struggle with all kinds of things. They struggle with sin. They struggle with habits. It's because they have not turned to face the living God. It's because they've not turned away from their old life. They still want to be in control. So they are struggling. Christians struggle with sin because they struggle with righteousness. Hallelujah. If you don't turn to God, you cannot walk with God. Hallelujah. You must turn to God. That's what faith is. Bible says faith that it says for he that comes to God must believe that he is. How do I come to you? If I'm coming to you, I cannot be coming like this. Hallelujah. 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 I have to face you with my life. And if I must face God, I must back everything else. Hallelujah. The moment you hand over the steering wheel of your life to Jesus, everything that you struggled with will die a natural death. There was a young man like that. He knew that for him to give his life to Christ, you know, for him to receive the life of Christ, meaning that he had to surrender his life. He had not seen the glorious life. He did not understand that. Nobody had taught him that when you come into Christ, it cannot be better than what you left. Bible says that God is not ashamed to be called their God because they, they, they were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. He says, says, says if they had been mindful of the city where they had left, they would have an opportunity to have returned. That's Hebrews 11. This is how they shot the mouth of lions. A champion is a person that is walking through life going towards God. That's, that's, that's how you define a champion. If you are walking through the valley of Bacchae to become a wellspring, as long as you are going towards God, it says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them is how and appears before God. It says if God be for us, who can be against us? When you turn to God with your life, walls will begin to fall down. Hallelujah. So the guy was like, ah. He said, Lord, do you, know, you know what? If you... If, you allow me to be saved. There are some things I want to accomplish in my life. I want to do this, this and that. If you allow me to do those things, you know, Lord, I will. You know, I want to get a degree in this. I want to do that. I want to do that. Say, Lord, if you allow me to do that, I will be a missionary. I will go to, you know, uh, 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 Bono State, Afghanistan. I'll be a missionary for five years. God was just looking at him like this. You 
kingdom, your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient. Of, it's the ancient of days. He has time. The father was looking at him like this. For days he was struggling. He was struggling. He was struggling. He said, Lord, I'm telling you, if you allow me to, I want to do something. I want to jai, I want to do some things with my life. No answer from heaven. The Bible says when the Holy Ghost has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. His heart became more and more convicted. He knelt down after some, some weeks and said, Lord, I surrender my life to you. God now told him, okay, you can go and do all the things you want to do. God does not want you to be a missionary. He wants you to go to the cross. There is life waiting for you there. A new life. He doesn't want you to become a worker. He wants you to go to the cross. There are many who are working in many, many churches. But they come to church on Sunday, but they have not, they've never gone to God. In fact, their churching is an excuse. So that on Monday they can go back to their lives. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from there to the cross. My death you paid to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. The only reason he passed, took that trajectory was to take you along. That's why we read Galatians 2.20. And that's how I'm going to close this morning. Lift up both hands, everybody. And say with me, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ in me. And the life I live in this body, I live by faith in God's Son who loved me and give himself for me. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Rejoice in his presence this morning. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet and rejoice. Rejoice, 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 rejoice. Rejoice, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Make your word permanent and fruitful in the lives of your people. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just stay after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.